So welcome to Late Night Cruising. I'm your host, Rick Easley. And my co-host is the lovely... Uh, excuse me, and the star of the show, Brian underscore Thick Bear. Follow me on OnlyFans, Just for Fans, Twitter, whatever else I'm on, Instagram. And go watch me do weird shit with my foreskin. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Brian underscore Thick Bear. Anyway. So, how was your, how, what's going on, Brian? You know, I've been busy trying to get you to watch this video and that video. I watched it. I loved it. Oh, so let, let's, you know what, Rick? I say let's just fucking open the fuck up. Let's go right into it. So I watched your YouTube video about the World Trade Center. And I'm not going to lie, I, Rick, can you tell our viewers what it is that way they can go see it? Is there a way for you to tell them? Yeah, it's the, a documentary called? short um, by what our friends Adam Barron. And Adam Barron. Adam Barry. Adam Barry. Barron. Adam You you met him. I I feel like you met him. Tall guy, dark hair. Like I I think you're Facebook friends. But um. You know what, girl? I'm on account number seven because the world is anti-sex workers and anyone who's gay wearing a harness and jock strap. So only God knows. I'm I just got blocked. I'm just I just got us not blocked. I am banned from TikTok. There was a nice two months while it lasted. Why? Because, uh, girl, we've, we've talked about this in podcasts before, too. This is what people don't talk about. Social media is, forget about sex workers, it's also homophobia. They are, like, I, I am on my seventh Facebook account. Girl, it doesn't matter if I'm promoting being a sex worker with OnlyFans and porn to when I was promoting for the cops. Instagram just flagged me the other day for a flyer for Gay Pride, Dirty Gay Pride. You made it. Oh, yeah. 2018. 2018. I got flagged for it for June 2018 in March 2021. And I looked, I, I wrote them, I appealed it. But I said, like, they are anti anything. I'm sorry, but I'm going to say it. Like, even the gay men who are up there, like Brogan, shout out to Brogan. Brogan, I forget his whole name. He used to, uh, he's a great friend of mine. I love him. Even though he does things that are more risky that I don't get away with, he did, He put a post on Instagram the other day. He gets flagged for pictures of himself in his underwear. It's like, it's such a weird, like, you know, it, it's an attack. But TikTok, and even when I fought my TikTok ban, I was like, they, they flagged me. My last video they flagged me for was I was in a jock strap, but you couldn't see I was in a jock strap. So I'm like, so let me get this straight. They're straight men. There are, I followed straight porn guys on TikTok. And don't get me wrong, they're very safe. Like, they're all, like, you know, from above the waist. But still, they have videos of themselves in their underwear with their dicks, like, basically, like, souping out of their jock straps. When I say jock straps, excuse me, underwear. And I'm like, how are you sitting here telling me that that's okay? Or even my own profile. I have some videos where, like, my dick is, like, you know, I'm, I'm wearing underwear. But that's okay. But then I post another one of my underwear. And that's, like, it's, like, you know, it's so hard. Because, like, you know, you're trying to promote. It's like, you know, basically every day I turn on Instagram, I'm like, do I have an Instagram today? It's like, it's just, it's never a win. But anyway, that's not the point. So Adam Barron, I'm, God knows he's on one of my seven Facebooks that I've had deleted again and again. Because um, I can't even check Facebook number six. Whenever I sign up, sign on, they automatically start flagging me. And then I get flagged on Brian Maselli 2, number seven. So I haven't even tried to click on it. I'm like, oh, girl, a lot. But anyway, so Adam Barron short documentary uh, called Trade Center. 
on what on Trade Center. So they'll type in short documentary Trade Center Adam Barron. Um, we can we can post it in a link on our um on our page. Please do because I would love for men to hear this because I have this to be a big part. I might be of today's podcast. I my thoughts of that is um first of all is before we get dig into talking of the cruising and the magical thing. My first red flag, when I say red flag, I mean like what stood out to me was it's so sad because what he was talking, it showed how like we always talk about. The gay community used to be so much more sexually open and so much more sex positive. Because as he went into it, talking about, like, you know, like I said, like, you know, I'm 36. I remember these days. He was basically saying how the World Trade Center was filled with businessmen to delivery men to straight dads who just walked in and stumbled in. Who would do like you know like it was just sex in every bathroom basically like stairways like there was so much it was because men were looking it wasn't just the point of it being in the know but men were looking now it's like and i talked about this before you know being in orlando the few the two cruisy clubs here there's no one there it's not even about the sexual positivity there's no one there the few men who are there they're only walking around to gawk and judge like you know we talked about this even in new york like new york it was like you know, it got to the point, like I said before the apocalypse, I used to always say when I went out, there was such a, ama- like the glory holes, like, you know, we were talking about with our favorite documentary, uh, Sex in the 70s. The few parts of the people who were looking for in the know, there was no one there to be there to play. And when there was hot guys, I call it, they're there to gawk and make fun and like, you know, judge where we used to be in a, in a situation, because he was obviously talking about just a lot of this was like more 2000, he's saying, uh, like, like late nineties, like late nineties, early, you know, early two thousand when Giuliani yeah, was in off, like a little bit before I mean, Giuliani and then after. Yeah. And I remember he was saying this before nine 11, of course, but he was saying like, you know, it was just the stories of listening to this man talk about the reality, the reality that we used to live of like that excitement of looking for NSA, no strings attached sex. And, you know, like just men looking to play with each other. And like, you know, and that excitement, that's what I always say too. I always, it's not about, I feel like the gay community has become such a, uh, when you go to well, the Well, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to discount, count it out because like I said, recently on, the I'm cruising has changed. No, but I'm saying, I'm saying like the cruising, that cruising aspect has, is starting to trickle back because of COVID. Like and more and more people are asking like, where can you go? Like, it's, it's forcing people who normally, like, got into this rut of just going to bars and apps. They're over it. They've been on apps. They've been on their own Zoom. They're always on their TV and camera, and they're having no social connection. So I think now is the time where people are starting to be more open to cruising out in public because you get that human connection that you can't get over apps and phones. So it's, it's changing. But it's, well, I so feel you like know it's, what I want to bring up really quick? I know we talk about the apps a lot because the apps, in a way, are so anti-cruising because they stop it. But I always say, it's like, you know what? Like, again, not that she's a compliment, but there's many men who are also like me with, I'm not going to lie, I guess I am. I'm socially awkward on the apps. I guess my pictures don't look like me. You know, and I get this a lot with my clients. Clients always tell me I look better in person than my pictures. But the thing is, I used to always say this, the difference between hunting 
and going on the apps. Like back in the day, girl, I used to go to the Eagle, you remember, or, you know, again, the place that I love where I work the cop. There are many men who are like me that I get more play when I actually am physically hunting. I call it hunting very primal, hunting, because when I would go out, I would, I would hook up with men who I bluntly stalked on Scruff and Grinder, and nothing on the apps, but then in person, their dick was in my mouth within seconds. But when I would be like texting them nonstop for like, you know, the six months, well, so the thing is, I think that cruising, that's something too, is that there are so many men who do, like even the men who are beautiful, who just want to go out and cruise, it's the point of like, you do, there's a big difference between seeing a man in person and seeing that picture. Well, so I think, I think, like I said, I, like somebody said it best, apps gave a platform for introverts. And you're not an introverted, so I'm like, you being on apps is it is kind of inducive because you're very social. And you, in public, you're more outgoing and you speak up and you're, you know, you, you don't mind striking up a conversation, you know. So that's why I personally don't go on apps. It's not for me. But going in person, I thrive. I, I get chemistry, energy, all that matters to me. And I just feel like... I feel like we've come too dependent on apps and we should try to shift away from it. I 100% agree because you know what? Like I always bash Orlando. I hate this town so much, but um, until I get back to a gay city, I always say this too. Like, you know, cause again, when I say, when I bash Orlando, I'm really bashing the majority of the country because I always, I, we've said this before being a minority again and being in a place where there's not gay men going out, it sucks because I rely, and when I say I, I'm speaking for myself like I'm a man anywhere in the country. They rely on the apps because when you go to the gay bars, there's no one there. Like I will say, like in New York, it doesn't matter about the apps. In New York, you go to the Eagle, you go to the Cock, you go to, Jesus Christ, you go like to, I don't even know what's open anymore because everything's closed. You go to a gay bar, there's actually men there to cruise or flirt or say, hi, my name's Brian, I swallow. You know, where when you go to, like, middle America, like, you know, look at Florida. We're going to use Florida again. Other than Fort Lauderdale. Or Miami. Uh, there's gay yeah. bars here. But, like, and I heard there's, like, one or two gay bars in Tampa. There's not a lot. But things when you go to these gay bars, they're dead. These gay men, and this is what I mean by how every, everywhere is different. Men are different. I have to learn how to adjust to Florida, you know, since this is where I'm trying to live in Fort Lauderdale. But men here are, the, they're, they're boring. They don't want to have they like sex, but the, the hot men, for example, they're very to themselves, to a small clique, where I'm so used to New York, where New York, when you used to go out, it was men of all different types of numbers. It was, it was you'd see, like, you know, men who were considered that cliche one to men to a cliche a 10. Like, you know, oh, he's a 10. Oh, he's a one. Like, there was everyone. Where here, when you go to the gay bars, it's just all bottom of the barrel. Like, it's like that old man who's in the 70s who's like, you know, trying to grab your dick when you told him no 12 times, where it's like, there's no balance is what I'm saying. So, have and you, also, have you thought about LA and like, cause like, cause like you do want the sunshine and the warm weather. I, I do. I'm try, I'm really trying for Fort Lauderdale. I mean, that's me, but the thing is where I'm trying to, it's not about I don't, me. I don't, I just, I, I, like I've been to Fort Lauderdale. I just, I just don't feel like that. I feel like that's too small of a pond for you, quite honestly. You know what, girl? Because for all we, I, I don't know. I don't show up, you know, going back to New York. I, I don't know. But the thing is, what I'm trying to say is... No, I'm saying, saying, like, if you don't want to go to New York, I say you need a bigger pond and a warmer and a, and a warmer pool. Like, but what I'm saying is, I guess back to the cruising aspect of it, it's about men. 
the thing is, there are so many men who are going to live, die in Orlando. So I think that for the biggest thing is, I don't know what my future is, and it's not about me, but what I'm trying to say is when I'm relating, whenever I talk about Orlando, I'm saying, I realize there are so many gay men who live this life and don't know what gay cities are like. And when I talk about this, also relates to the whole point of this documentary and why I love and I think all of our listeners should listen. The thing is, I am fortunate enough to have seen this kind of life and seen these things. And we forget that, like, even though, like, you know, I talk like a, a scorned woman, the thing is, what makes me so heartbroken is there are men who have never seen the fun things I've seen, and this is, this is it for them. So and this is where I relate to our viewers and listeners so much more now, because I realize there are so many men who, like, this life of, like, depression that I'm living with when it comes to dating and sex living here in Orlando, I'm like, God, there are some men that they make the best of it. Like, there's no Fort Lauderdale for them. Like, at Fort Lauderdale, it's like I'm trying Palm Springs. I'm trying to, trying to figure it out because I don't want to, you know, go back to that New York City hustle lifestyle. But the thing is, the realis- realisticness is there are so many men that we talk about the World Trade Center documentary. This is fake to them. They don't understand that there's places in the world where gay men are so sexually open. And also, I'm going I'm to give another shout-out about New York. When people say about New York, the thing is, we forget this. As much as I listen, girl, I, I we talked about before the podcast started. You know, I'm I'm always I always say it. I am a creature of habit. With girl, maybe it's my looks, maybe it's me. I struggle with men wherever I am in the world. Even in New York City, I would have problems. I'm like, Jesus Christ, thank God I live in New York City and go to a sex party because I've been on Grinder for ten hours and not one bite. You know, but the thing is, in New York, there's always a tourist who wants to be a whore who's like, I'm at the Ritz and all of a sudden, wow. Yeah, let me suck. I want you to suck my dick. There's always that. It's that where things we forget. That's a part of New York's allure is that it's not just about men who are more sexually positive. There are so many men on vacation who have heard these stories from Rick and Brian who that one vacation, they're like, how many STDs can I get in one week? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So we forget that fortune and and luck we have, you know? you you saying we. I know know how fortunate I am to live here, and that's why I can never leave. I tip my hat to you. God bless you. I can never leave. I will I will either move, like I said, I will either move to Jersey or Connecticut, even fucking Connecticut, before I will move anywhere outside the tri-state area because I need to be connected to New York. I need to be that convenience that I can go back as quick as possible. I, I agree with what you're saying. and But I also, this too, like, you know, this is something that, you know, even though we're, you know, our podcast is mainly about cruising and you know sex positive and gay culture it's also there's so many elephants in the room that gay men and it's like a lot of listeners who message me likes this about you and i we talk why do you get all the messages <sighs> nobody messages me i know girl they like me but uh, i get a lot of viewers who message me and they say to me they like that we talk about things that gay men don't talk about like the realisticness that we forget we are a minority we are a minority even living in a gay city like new york we are still a minority. The thing is, we forget that, like, if there's 50, even New York, where it's like, let's say there's 30 gay men in the gym. So you're telling me, out of 30 gay men, this is our choice and options of a lover, a companion, a hookup, where we forget that the rest of the, even though 30 is a lot, the majority still, even in Hell's Kitchen, New York City, the majority of the men in that gym are heterosexual, and the women in that gym are heterosexual. They, but they have choices everywhere. But the thing is, my thing about not living, as I get older, because I'm 36 now, I know some of my listeners are probably judging me for saying that I'm old. But I've accepted that. I this, can't roll my eyes hard enough for that shit. Like, relax. Exactly. But, but Ma'am, I, but calm down. As I get older, 
I'm someone, this is my reason I'm not wanting to be in New York. I'm accepting the fact of that, you know, a lot of gay men, a lot of lesbians, we do die alone. You know, like we have a smaller pool. Everyone dies alone. No, no, no. I mean, with no companionship or significant other. And the thing is this, what I'm trying to say is, yes, there's an aspect of living in a gay city where you can fuck your brains out till the day that no one, no one, no one, no one absolutely wants you for that. But like my thing is, I'm like, I'd rather, if I'm going to die, basically this is my thing. If I'm going to die alone without a companion, I'd rather die alone without a companion with three standard poodles. I'm taking donations because I can't afford a dog because they're so expensive right now of the world. Uh, and have a, this nice, beautiful apartment that I'm in right now. And I don't know, be depressed here. Then I don't know. There's, there's just different. And that's what, like a, one of my viewers we were talking about. So, you know, girl, we get rough on this podcast. Like, that's into a lot of gay men are like, ah, oh, no. Like, like, the thing is, a lot of gay men talk in a positive light. Like, oh, gay men don't talk about the hours of struggle of looking for hookups. Gay men don't talk about, that's what they were saying. Like, we talk about what people don't talk about. Like, gay men, when they tell their straight friends or they tell, you know, they're at the gay bar and they're telling other girls, you tell the glory story. You tell, like, oh, this guy on Grinder came over and fucked me in the mouth with his big dick. They don't tell the stories of the nights they sadly jerked off alone and cried because they were searching all day and they wanted the wanted and no one wants to hook up with them. You know, or like with me, like, girl, like, I, I'm going to say, I, I've always been this uh, scarlet red letter chef, even in New York. Girl, I'm very blunt. I message men, hi, I'm naked hard, jerking off, my door's open, come fuck my face. And again, this talks back to the whole old days of sexual positivity. So many, I've been chastised in New York, especially here. I'm too sex positive and open. Men constantly pointed me to call me the slut and the whore. Oh, that's that guy who sends dick pics. Yeah, bitch, because guess what? I'm proud of what I am. Like, you know, men don't talk about those negative aspects. And that, that's something that I love to bring up on our podcast of cruising is that, you know, so many men are always just thinking about the good things when it's like, it's as a community, we should acknowledge the struggles. That's what we talked about before too. People don't, like, you know, it's like how we're, we're living in this very, gay washed world we're like ah you know people are very like over fabricated like you know about oh i have a gay friend like oh oh yeah they're no 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 your gay friend just tells you about the good dick you suck like you know funny story i met a straight man the other night i hate straight people i'm heterophobic <laughs> he, was my, he was one of my friends friends and my best friends who lived in my building around his birthday her birthday and he was telling me a story about this gay friend he has and how the gay friend sucks the straight bartender. Like, this gay man is just raining dicks. He gets every, I don't know what he looks like, who he is. He gets dick everywhere he goes. And I looked at him and I said right away, I said, but see, that's the problem. It's gay men telling these glory stories because you think that he's just coming all day. He's not telling you about the struggles and how that doesn't happen 24-7. You know, he's telling you about that one lucky time that he went on that limb and said something to the bartender, like, oh, I'm gay, and I love sucking dick. And he got lucky, and the bartender was like, oh, yeah? So I looked at him, and I said, all right, let me go suck your dick in the bathroom right now. And it was like, silence, so like, yeah, take a shot, girl. I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, but again, like, I'm not going to go tell my friends about how I offered to blow a straight guy, like, jokingly. And you said, no. No, I'm going to tell the story of, like, you saying, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to say the, the glory story. It's like restaurants. One bad review, one good review, you tell one person. A bad review, you tell ten. But it's opposite with gay men. Like, you know, they embellish. But the thing is, that's the thing about this podcast that I like is that 
it's a place for us to outreach the things that the crew, or even when we used to, before the apocalypse, talk about all the sex parties. Like, so many listeners have messaged us saying about how, like, you know, they didn't know about the black party. They didn't know about the meat rack. They didn't know about, you know, because that's the thing, too, is that gay men don't talk anymore about the cruising and the fun because we slut shame. I always would bring this up. The way that our community, and that's where I, like, that, this short documentary by Adam Barron, I loved listening to it because there was a time when we used to not slut shame each other. I mean, we did, but they weren't around. And and I I think I want to emphasize that cruising still does exist. I feel like it's shifted. It is more underground in other places. Yes, I I 100% agree with you to the max. I just, um, but I think, like I said, going forward, I think you're going to see this, you're seeing this shift. And it's not going to be overnight. It's going to be a gradual shift. It, like... I'm getting like I I posted a um I posted a tweet on our late night cruising page LNC six K and we talked about and I, po- I posted um it's a beautiful day outside where are you guys cruising is it Prospect Park the Rambles for trying like where so people start asking and so I posted it people said yeah I want to go out you know the Rambles is jump in and so it it started a conversation i'm getting likes um i'm getting comments it's a beautiful thing it's beautiful and I, when I say i really mean this as a sex positive person i always say it's not about being a pig it's about being gay like you know all these things movies we've been talking about you know again like our listeners are happy but we're not gonna lie you know we're not talking about this is not part of happening yet but the gay the 70s documentary it's so beautiful and refreshing to see gay men starting to be sexually open again like you know again it's not about being a slut or being a pig it's like uh, it's so beautiful we are a minority it's so beautiful to be in a, 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 an environment where there's more than five of us what i'm trying to do is people forget about like in the 70s documentary which i think i'll talk about for the rest of my life <laughs> I watch, I'm, I'm obsessed with it again uh well there's another one there's another one i want to put you on that's um that's called End of Cruising by Todd um, Varro. Um, Todd Varro? Yeah, V-E-R-O-W. And V-R-O-W. it's like, V-R-O-W. you go on Venmo. That? I have to put it, End of Cruising. End of Cruising? Yeah. And okay, it, it's, yeah. I think it's a, I think it's that, that snippet you saw in the short uh-huh. is also part of that full um, documentary, like film. But the thing is, it's, it's, it's also about, like, what I like about uh, us talking about these things, it's the culture that the gay community has lost about how, like, the 70s, I love that the 70s documentary said it again, it's not about being promiscuous. It was the freedom of, we fought so hard to be accepted, but we still are a minority. Even it was a political number, act. That, that's so, the one thing that really, when he said it was a political, when we had sex, it was political because we couldn't, like, it was, it was in defiance. And I really like that, and I think... If you start seeing laws change like they do in Georgia, like you start seeing laws change to restrict our, you know, our sexual activities and habit and culture, I feel like you're gonna see this like revolution of rebellion, and it because so it, we, it, take it, it, we take it, we take it for, we take it for uh, granted that it'll always be here. Hundred percent, taking it for granted, Rick, is exactly what I love that you just said because that's what gay bars have lost their, and I've said this before, their authenticity of 
you forget why we're there. The younger Gabe and also the Gabe family, RH, who are slut shamed and judgmental. The, we, no matter, even in New York City, we are still a minority in New York fucking city. Even though New York City is a gay city, the majority of the world is straight. The majority of boys born love pussy. They like women. We forget the, the point of being at a gay bar is to be somewhere where it's like, oh, every man in here is like me. Every man, it's so nice to go over to a man. Even guys who are, even guys who identify as straight, but by curious or what have you, they find comfort in that. Remember how we talked about how the dancers would have a guy who said he was straight, but it was so in awe with the, with the, they just only wanted that person. So it was like, so I remember, I remember stories like that. And I want to ask, there was something you said. And, but it's but I feel like I feel like what you said about the bars. I feel I like because you, oh sorry. Let me say this one. I'm sorry. Let me say this one sentence because before because it's very important to everything you're saying because you're so head on right now. Okay. What I was saying was it's it's so much, the straight men. So many of them said this. It's so refreshing to be in a space where if I go hit on a man, it's not because he likes vagina. It's because I'm not his type. It's a big difference because in the real world that we as gay men live in, it's like oh. That man straight, like it's a different feeling. I'm gonna say I I love I love. Okay, when okay. Man tells me that he's sexually attracted to me and says that he's straight. And that straight part was the bad point. That even that straight man, he's still even though he's straight, he's still there because he has some kind of curiosity about being a gay man. And what I'm trying to do, I've had so many men say like, oh, the straight guy. It's still nice to hear like even though he's a straight guy, he's here to hook up with one type of gay. But the point is. It's, I feel better being rejected by a man because of what I look like in a way instead of that he likes women. These things, we forget this. Like, you know, it is a constant rejection of heart when, like, every day is like, you're straight. Sorry, but I also want to push, rather. I want to push back on that because I feel like it's, I feel like it's more by, by curiosity. And I feel like we, we try to, like, simplify, with, oh, he's straight, but he does gay stuff. Why can't he just be bi curious? And I feel like a lot of people don't embrace that or make it acceptable. So they have to feel like they have to be in one category or not. And when they don't choose, it's a problem to others, which I don't see how what somebody decides to call themselves or identify is their problem. So, also, as gay men, it's very hard because I feel like a lot of gay men, talking about what you were saying about straight men, piggybacking on that. The thing is, like, for example, I've many times seen, oh, he's going to black guys. It's not that he's racist, the guy who said the statement. It's a point of, sometimes it hurts. It hurts to have self-acceptance. But it's like, baby, maybe it's that he's just not into you. I know that hurts. It hurts to say that about yourself. But the thing is, What's wrong with being rejected? That's one thing. Why, do, why are we so entitled that somebody owes us something because we like them? But that's what I'm trying to say. Is like The thing is, like, even myself, I'm talking about myself right now as well. It's like, sometimes you just have to realize, like, Brian, it doesn't matter about, like, the guy, the guy, he's not into you. Like, the straight movie, he's just not into you. Like, the thing is, we, we, but we have a smaller, think about straight people. A straight woman, so again, Orlando, Florida, I'm in the gym, and, like, I'm lucky if I see one or two other fags from some of these gyms. I look, and the thing is, like, when you look at women, women, once in a blue, they're like, oh, that guy's hot, oh, he's gay. Or, you know, women have that opportunity, like, Oh, I'm not his type. Or, oh, but they have so many more. With gay men, we go down that road. It's the point of sometimes you have to simplify it to you can't be like, oh, he's not into hairy guys. Oh, he's not into bears. No, he's just not into you, girl. Like, cause that's the thing, too. So many gay men constantly trying to label it. And that was a big thing with the whole grind, just scruff thing about 
stop putting no, you know, I support this, stop putting no fat, no femininations. I am one of the gays who love those profiles because my thing is this, I don't, I'd rather rip the band-aid off, seeing I don't like hairy guys. If I see fat, because I put myself in that category too, because I'm like, listen, I'm one or the other. Whenever I get hired with a mix of men, I'm like, shit, please let me, I, I'm the hairy guy or I'm the fat guy. Damn it, I see another hairy guy. That means I'm the fat guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when, when I get hired with big groups of clients. But the point is, is that we have to realize the point of, and this is what I'm trying to say about the straight thing, was it's still that acceptance of it's not that he's into women, he's just not into me. But he's still like, but, but we talked about this. But we talked about this before. It's not the great, the gay spaces, though. It's not, and that's where the gay men have lost the reason of going to gay bars. It's not about sex. It's not about necessarily cruising. It's the community. Sex. It's the safe it's space. It's nice to be, it's just nice to be in a fucking goddamn space that everyone is like me and everyone has the same struggles as me. And when we leave here, we might walk into Walmart and we're going to be the only gay man in that Walmart. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, I, I, like I said, the I feel like the closure of bars and, re, and gay bars and clubs, I feel like it's going to be a wake up call. And I, I, I'm, I bet money on it. This could be a culture shift of people really appreciating, embracing it. Because you... Because if, if another shutdown happens... How long would you have to wait? How long would you have to wait to to be in that environment again? You know, so it's not saying that once we get this vaccine shot, there's not going to be some other COVID twenty or twenty two or twenty three or twenty four. So we have to think about if we don't patronize these places, they will leave. Therapy is gone. There are bars that are gone. It's not. It's real. And I feel like industry, right? Industry is gone. Industry is not gone. Industry is still there. Oh, industry is still because they're a different landlord. That's why. Okay. So that's that. That comes down to a lot too, because um, boxers close some of their places because of their landlord disputes, and. I'm so sorry. I'm interrupting you. I'm trying to be. I take my Adderall, everyone. So I'm trying to be very, very. I'm trying not to interrupt Richard. But what what I was trying to say. No, go ahead. Something very important you said too, because I feel like when I, I'm calling out again the slut shamers and the non-sex positive and the men who think they're too good to cruise. That's where I feel like our culture has become too. Like a lot of these good-looking men, it's not that they're slut shaming. They're like, like you know. And I will. I'm going to say this: living in Orlando, Orlando slash Gay USA, a lot of these hot guys, it's that they think they're too good because like I don't have to go to a glory hole because I'm so hot I can get anyone I want on Grindr which ruined it but it's like they said in the 70s documentary I love that I love that homosexual man it was the brotherhood I love that comment he said because when he said he goes, he goes when you went to these things it wasn't just about the sex it wasn't just about the sexual freedom it wasn't just about the you know having sex for like a renaissance or because we could it was the brotherhood of being in a building because you know I always say it's like you know with the cops the eagle the cruising I'm one of them so many men don't leave after they come it's just so wonderful to be in the space of other men that are not like that brotherhood. And that's what he was saying. It was like, it was the brotherhood of being like, there are 200 gay men right and that, now. Fucking everything. But even I think come, that's, I think that's why the pill of sex parties. I think yes. that, I feel like people, I feel like people who've never been should go to a sex party. But, because but even if you don't have sex, even if you don't have sex, being in an environment Fully naked, exposing yourself in your—it yes. really, it really just, it really 
takes you. It really is a, a moment. It really is freeing. It's like when you skinny dip for the first time in the water. In the water, it's a very freeing exposure. And when you get over the fear, when you just because like when you take off those clothes, you're dis you're discarding your your judgment, your insecurities, your fears, your anxiety. You're disrobing a lot of things to put yourself out there. And then when you get the positive feedback that you didn't expect, it's addictive. In more ways than another, you know, because you're like, there was in the, I'm also seeing some more clips, but there was another film. I, I don't know the title of it. Oh, it was like gay sex but, and, but, oh, and can, can people see can people see us right? Yeah. Can people see us? Yeah. I was smoked. God knows there are people into that shit. I'm recording. Yeah. Right. Keep on going. So, <laughs> but it was a it was a. It was a trailer for, I don't know if it was a documentary or, it was a documentary, but it was basically about, um, this guy had a sex party for older men, and it was, like, for them to, like, be in the, in the peak, uh, one guy, he's like, I'm a voyeur, I don't, I had no desire for sex, but I love being in an environment of other gay men naked, and at my age, I can't go to any party where I'll feel, like, a creep or, you know, the, uh, you know, exposed and vulnerable and insecure, this party I can go and free and there's no judgment. So, um, like I said, I'm gonna find those. I'm gonna find those links and put it, cause they're on YouTube, and I'm gonna put it in the um, comment section of our um, podcast post. Well, you know what else though too? You, you said that, and I was, I was, I put that in my notes. Uh, something I wanted to comment on was I feel like with the parks and things like that, with gay men or with the whole cruising thing, gay men are risk missing that brotherhood and camaraderie of going to gay bars. The thing is, I feel like there are more gay men now. We're going to like, for example, like the rambles and parks and things. We're missing being around. Just other gay, and I can only speak for New York with this. There are men who, and I always say this, like there are men who miss just being around other gay men. I feel like that's why cruising is coming back a little bit. It might come back a little bit stronger. Gay men. The thing is, it's because it's, it's, once you experience yeah. that, you can't go back. That's the thing. Like you're gonna. You're when you realize how many more options you have. If you can't go to the bar or you don't feel like drinking, you're not a drinker because some people are not drinkers. Yeah. They can go cruising in the park. Get outside. It's not about cruising. It's about, and I always say this too, I, I will say this, I've had many, you, me, since we know why we do this, we cruise so much. I've had many experiences at, you know, uh, forget about like the dick docks or meat rack or sex parties, but it's also about like, there's many times like in these spaces where you make friends. Like I've had many times where it's like, like when I'm trying to get game, a lot of the slut shamers, they don't realize that, yes, we're going there like to, you know, like, like the dick docks. Yeah, you're going there. There's hundreds of men all, you know, like, you know, just having sex. But they don't forget, realize that we hang out after. Like, there's been many times I've made friends where after we've, like, you know, both come, we're like, oh, that was really hot. And, like, we'll walk home together and we'll hang out and talk. And now we're friends. And that's something, too, is that, like, Danny Nardiccio's party, that's what I wanted to bring up, was that, you know, again, it's New York. It's, you know, this is something that we get out of living from New York, that we get so many tours. So Fort Lauderdale, living in a gay city, which I can't wait to live in again, a gay city. But like Daniel Rodicio's underwear party, it wasn't about the underwear party and sex. It was that so, so many of these men, they've never had that brotherhood like we talked about, camaraderie. The thing is, forget about, yes, the fun part. It was also the part of like when they're done or before they do it, there's 200 gay men in here who are also bearing, wearing underwear and being free. And that's something that, why, you know, like when people always say, oh yeah, well in Fort Lauderdale or in New York, you know, whenever I meet, you know, gay USA people. They talk about gay cities like, you know, it's just a constant, like, sex and you can get everywhere you want. And I'm like, but it could be like that, too, in your hometown. It's because in gay cities, you have 
so many men who are used to this life, but also, I always say half the people at Fort Lauderdale in New York City are tourists. That's what makes a gay city, that half the population are the gay tourists they're flooding through, who are letting and, themselves and there, and, Why are you... And there are, and there are also people who come from around the country, or around the world, who want a, new, a different yeah. life. They come to New York, and they want they, they want a different experience. They want to be around more gay men. Like, they want... You know what I'm trying to say? This, this is the one time you and I are both talking about the same thing. People are always thinking that we're just being dirty pigs. People don't look listen to the, the difference of... It's not just about the sex aspect. It's about the socialness and the being around others like us. That's what people always miss out when they're listening to our podcast that we're just talking about the aspect of like how to shoot a load. It's not about that. It's when people forget about that feeling of being around like being in around two hundred naked gay men. It's more than just the sex is what I'm saying. It's the oh my God, it's so nice that everyone here is a homosexual too. You it's like you feel, the thing is you the thing is it's like it's like stepping into your favorite fantasy. It's like transporting to another world. You leave the straight world for a day or two, for hours or so. And it's like, yeah. it's, it's a whole different experience. So then when you get it, it's it's hard not to want to keep that going. You know? It also is, you know, it's not even that gay. It's like, let's talk about Folsom for a second, which we always talk about. Uh, Folsom, I've been watching a lot of Folsom videos lately because... Uh, really? I do. I, I, what inspired I, that? Well, uh, well, well, my point, before we talk about, we can talk about Folsom because so many people don't know what it is still. Uh, we talked about it before, but the, the reason why I'm bringing this up is Folsom, even though Folsom and Diagon Alley, even though, like, you know, Folsom, for example, is half gay, half straight, even in the straight aspect, people think that it's not just about the sex and the fetishes. It's the point of, like, when I watch these videos, I'm thinking about everything we're talking about. These people, it's the point of these days that even on the straight side, it's they're a minority, is what I'm saying, because they're open about their fetish and, you know, they have fetishes. It's that refreshing feeling be walking and spending 10 hours around all other individuals who are not judging you. I was watching this video of this man diapering someone in public. Uh, ABDL is called, adult diaper And the thing is, all the men who were there taking pictures and watching, it wasn't judgmenting, judgmental. It was that, because they were laughing too, like, oh my God, it's crazy. But the thing is, these are men of fetish. They're appreciating it. That's what is the fetish, is the, the, the laughter of because that's what turns on the, the ABL, ABDL almost. It is a little bit of a humiliation fetish as well. But the thing is, I really thought about it. Even when you watch the straight, because whenever you type in Folsom, as much as it looks like, even if you type in gay Folsom this, still straight videos come up. When you watch straight, it's that feeling of those people are like gay people. The straight people at Folsom are like gay people every day. It's just that feeling of for eight hours, I'm a male dom walking around with my female submissive, and all the other people seeing me, are like me, and it's so refreshing to have a day. I feel that feeling because when I was watching one of the street videos, because like you know, I, you know, clearly I'm very open to watching everything. You know, I'm like, God, these people. It's like watching gay people. It's like it's that different smile. It's like it's so nice to see that man and woman not judging me. They accept me, and they're like, Oh, well, that's di-. or the diaper videos back there. Like, it's refreshing to see these people smiling because it's something different, but they accept it. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to say about gay men, where I feel like our culture has lost so much of our authenticity, is that the gay culture, and I've said this before, the gay culture, in a way, has taken a lot of the negative qualities of the straight community on, which, but we're still a minority, don't realize it. We are a minority. Like, get off your high horse. Just because you can get married now and you can have children, we still, like, isn't it nice to know that to go to a gay bar just to have other gay friends? 
You know, like, go meet other gay couples, man. Like, you know, I always say, like, I talk to the straight Long Island people. When I say Long Island, that's me in Orlando, too. I, my nightmare is that might be my cousins. I love my cousins. I'm sorry if you're listening to my cousins. But they're always that at that barbecue where it's 10 straight couples and they're that one token gay couple. I'm sorry, but even I don't want to be that. I want to be 10 suburban gay couples at a party. You know what I'm saying? The thing is, even though, yes, I'm not saying don't be friends with straight people. What I'm saying is it's that camaraderie of being with others of our kind sometimes. You know, and like, I don't know, I'm just, I have a lot of emotions with them, but I, I, I will say that's why I love about this Orlando move. I really see so much of what all the listeners that we have, how they live every day, but also living in New York City. I really understand all of the people that came through the doors of the cop when I worked there for almost five years. I understand those men now, like so much more, because my God, that's why you went so butt crazy, because fuck, your life sucks every day. <laughs> oh my God, because. These, and that's what kills me too. When I was saying before about how you know you can be like this too, like I, I you know they you know and I'm one of them. Like you know I'm not gonna lie. It's like gay cruising. Like girl, I don't even go because a part of me is like why why bother? Because when you go to the gay bars here, like I mean again Orlando, there is a lot of the thing is there's enough gay men that the gay bar shouldn't be dead either. Even though I know it's a pandemic and I don't go out a lot myself because of that reason, but the thing is and I've heard from the regulars, it's not just a pandemic. They don't go out. Like, you know, and that's one thing I'm going to shine on about living in a gay city where I miss about New York. In New York, us as a city, every gay man in New York, they do. Even if they're not into the scene, there's so many gay things you can do that are not necessarily a sex party or a, a club or a bar. There, there was, there's gay culture. There's gay things to do, gay areas, you know, and it's like. I mean, we I, got I, gay you know, magazines that gives you guys and tips on yeah. places to go and see and do things. So, I, which I feel like is so, I, that's why I was so obsessed with HX and Next Magazine. Because, of course, you know, Late Night Cruiser got his name from one of the cruising, one of the titles up in the side of the magazine. So, um, I've always, a pre, like, I think, too, me coming from the Midwest to New York, I think that's why I had such a fondness and appreciation for it. Because... I lived it. I live where you. Be, I've been where you've been, and it's it's like I can count on one hand how many how many gay bars there were, and it didn't yeah. get bigger than that, you know. And this. Well, and I just it was, broke my heart when I started doing job hunting. The point that, like you know, in New York, I, I always tell people, like, listen, I, I always like to, I always like to be humble in the fact of telling people the truth. The cop was not an easy job to get. I went to every there. There was it ninety four gay bars. Well, there was. Uh, or 60, it was, I can't remember, but it's a big number. It's, it was 60s, 90s. How many, like, you know, throughout all of, like, Queens, Manhattan, Brooklyn. I went to, I looked, I went job for days. Days. Like, I went to, like, gay bars. The cock, I only got the cock at the right time, right place. I walked in, and the bartender was leaving. They never had a bear, and they were like, shit. Here, when I went to every gay bar, I only missed out on one in literally two hours, because there's six gay bars. You know, and one of them I'm blacklisted from. We talked about this last week. I'm blacklisted already because the bartender, manager, promoter, him and his husband don't get a sexual good vibe over me. And so now I'm blacklisted, which is great. But it broke my heart to be like, wow, forget about how there's no spot and it's hard to find a spot. Anyway, there's only six gay bars to even choose from. Like, fuck. It kind of puts you back into like reality of like, Brian, this is the world. This is how the world lives, other than... Like, Unless you, know, you live in somewhere like Berlin or London or Paris. 
you know, and I'm not going to lie either, Fort Lauderdale, Palm Springs, they're not, again, this is where New York City, and I'm not trying, I know people are going to judge me for saying, you know, New York City is one of the best gay cities in the world, because the thing is, in Fort Lauderdale, you know, I, I, I keep on saying those two, but so many gay cities, there's not as many gay bars as New York City, you know, and that's like, even though Fort Lauderdale is more, still, Fort Lauderdale may be like a solid day, but I mean, I've been looking up, like, the gay bars there, I mean, maybe there's around, like, what, I, again, I'm not 100, I haven't, I've just been starting to research. Probably like roughly so, 20, I would say like 20, 15 or 20. 12, 20. Yeah. But still, it's not New York City where there's so many, you know, like, like the, and when you have neighborhood, that, that's another thing too. People don't get like the whole having a gay neighborhood and how that just changes everything. How you're more open and free on the street in public, yeah. and any straight person that's in there is in your area in your neighborhood. So it's like well, it's they like have to adapt like to your your culture, your standards. Well, it's like we were talking about. The, I, I said I, I, we talked about uh, the star scene rooms. There's the difference between a straight USA man and a straight living in a gay city man. A straight man walks into a, even at New York sports club, doesn't matter if they're going under in apocalypse, sue me. <laughs> even at like, you know, New York sports club gang bangs in the goddamn sauna and steam room, a straight man even starting a fight, he, he knows I live in New York City. I'm in a place where men are naked in a gay city. Of course, even though I'm still the majority, Yes, like like straight men. I always says like you remember it. We used to go to the gym. Like so many straight men wouldn't even try to shower because they were like, "Fuck, I'm gonna go home because nope. I live in New York City. I know the second I get naked, I know what's in that goddamn sauna steam room." But they accepted it. And even the ones who got trust me, I, I've been in that sauna many times. Fucking fags! I'm gonna tell the manager. Here, I feel like he would kill us if that makes sense. Yeah. So the thing that you were saying was that like you know, even like that whole acceptance. When you're a straight man, there's homophobia in New York. We've talked about it before. But even that group of homophobic straight men walking around Hell's Kitchen, even though they're like, fuck the fag, well, I know where I am. They, they know that even though I hate homosexuals, I am in Hell's Kitchen in New York City. So how much of a fight <coughs> am I really going to start? Well, that's what the sadness is of, like, for example, I'm just using Orlando. Like in Orlando, as much as Orlando has rainbows everywhere, since Pulse, and like, you know, they pride themselves on being such a gay accepting culture yes but at the same time there's six gay bars and one and there's like a couple of straight bars that are very 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 gay friendly. don't they have don't they have steam rooms in in orlando they, they do and a little back to our cruising because we just been a very like you know hard tart late night because i feel like i feel like you're not uh, doing a good service if you're not <laughs> been to it yet they, sir they, they, they i have they do but it's very 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 scary and when i say scary there is cruising at the, you know, here. Um, they, it is it, it's Clubhouse, right? It's Clubhouse, too. Here, here they have uh, they have LA Fitness. Like, the, the main gyms here, LA Fitness. They have a couple crunches. <clears throat> but again, is I, I'm saying this again because, you know, that culture shock of living in a non-gay city, but a gay USA. I've heard about cruising in the, the gym saunas and scene rooms here. But again, even here... At maximum, maybe there's 10 gay men in a gym at one time. The majority, like, when I, I go in the sauna again, the sauna's reopened. And I only start, because again, I'm still very COVID, you know, RSVP, uh, Misham, uh, RIP, whatever, yeah, I'm trying to say. You know, I still take COVID seriously because my friend Misham is dead from COVID. Um, so I still, like, that's why my balls the wall, because I'm like, you know, no, I have a very close friend who did die from this disease. But when I started going to the saunas with my mask on, 
what I'm trying to say is it's not like a New York sports club where, fuck, there's one straight guy in here. It's like, shit, there's three men in here, and the other two men are bluntly, I eat pussy for breakfast straight. Like, I think they'll kill me if I tried to grab my cock right now. I'm too scared. So the thing is, but I've heard it's very, very hard. The gay men who are from Orlando who have reached out and talked to me about this, I've won on Twitter. He's reached out to me a few times, actually, telling me about the cruising that happens here in Orlando. But he was telling me how hard it is. He's like, you got to really be careful. He's like, but I have, because he's told me some, like, and I, I have, I have a, a one who told me about how he, had, he, he blows all these straight men in the sauna and steam room. But even him, he's like, it's very scary because it takes a long time for you to learn that maybe, like during non-COVID time, that one out of those 10 are gay. Because how they do it is after, like, they've been in there for over that 30 minutes, and there's that one other man who's, like, deadlocking eyes with them and not leaving. Okay, but again, it's also the battle of, fuck, we're going to have to wait till every one of these eight men who are not homosexual or in the closet leave. fucking leave for me to... And then even then, it's that fear of, again, it's not New York City girl where, like... If you get part, busted, it's, it's no big deal. We always said, like, the funniest thing about, you know, to our listeners who don't know this, that's what, I'm not saying it's in the cocky way, I just want to get this across. It's that me and Rick live this life. It's not that we're saying, like, oh, we're so cool, but so I realize now I have so many men don't realize that this is what it is. Half the time that door opens, you stop sucking dick for a, a split second because, for the most part, the man walking in grabs his dick within seconds so you know that he's gay, too. So the thing is, it wasn't as much of a fear because realistically, like, you know... Like, you know I just might go to the steam room with all... Because you yeah. could see heavy men in their steam room and some of the yeah, places. So like, if you knew there was a lot of guys, either you were going to go in and join them or you was going to leave. And another thing, too, is that the straight men of New York City, that whole, again, straight man living in gay, gay, a gay city versus a uh, straight man living in gay USA, for the most part, the straight men wouldn't even attempt to go in the sauna steam room because they see the 10 bodies... And they see moving around, they're like, whoa, I see, okay, there's some kind of playing going on. Like, fuck. You know, we're here, it's a big different heart attack when you hear or feel that door open. Because realistically, the man walking in is not only straight, but he's going to flip the fuck out. Where in New York, for the most part, the man opening that sauna door is gay himself, and he's going to grab his cock within seconds and like, like whoa, no. I, I was at, I was in lookout so much. You remember, we used to always say, like, there'd be times I didn't want to play. I'm like, I'll watch for you guys. You know, like, there was, a, again, a brotherhood, camaraderie, where so many of these men, uh, even the straight man, it was that split second of, like, you knew, like, oh, oh he's not. And again, the straight man would normally awkwardly look. Or that was the thing, too, is they tell me about the struggle how hard it is. So to me, again, being jaded from living in that gay city, it's not worth it for me to even attempt. So I'm like, I'm not going to fucking sit in the sauna steam in fucking two hours. Just try to get goddamn one dick if I'm goddamn lucky. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, so, th- so that's something about the sauna steam rooms in non-gay USA places. It's like, God, that struggle of like, you poor men, like, you know, fuck. That really, really, you know, is a hard situation. These straight men who are in there, like, you know, like, God, like, the majority of the time, like, to have that feeling of that heart attack, I'm not gonna lie, listen, I, I've been in the sauna steam and you can we can tell stories for hours. There were so many fags who I used to see in there, they wouldn't even give a flying fuck. They'd be sucking dick oh. and fuck. That door would open, they wouldn't even fucking hop off the dick. They were like Nope. Nope. Not doing it. Don't care. Don't want to. There was a big important statement I was gonna say, but I completely forgot it. But there was something else I was gonna say about saunas and steam rooms of the difference between like, you know, like New York to like hear about it. But it, it's still it's just, it's such a it's something that 
with the cruising aspect of it, it's, it's fascinating, you know, because again, like we, you take for granted that whole openness and, you know, acceptance where, you know, it's gone. It's fucking gone. Yeah. You, <laughs> so, well, you know, I'm going to try whatever means possible to get you back. Even if it's part time, you know. I mean, I don't know, like I said, like you know, when it comes to me, like you know, I, I like you know, as I get older and I'm, you know, I really, do, I, I feel like I would be happy living in Fort Lauderdale, even though it's not New York City, gay city. But I think it would be enough sexual freedom and sexually open, enough tourists coming through, but also it's just to have more of that brotherhood feeling, to live in small Wilton manners, and be happy, but. You know, for me to move back to New York, I feel like I'm not going mean, to was... New York just to be able to suck a dick and get my dick sucked once a week. Because I always said, I, I, again, I'm very humble with this. Girl, even living in New York City, trust me, there was... I, I, I try to say that to our listeners, because we talk about, again, like where the gay people were talking about all the fun things. I always say it. There was many men... There was no one interested in dating me, is what I'm saying. I'm not calling... I'm not talking about myself to talk about myself. I'm talking about, we don't acknowledge there are so many gay men in New York City who are saying exactly what I'm saying, is that yes, we have that openness of having a gangbang in the sauna steam room, but just because we live in New York City, I didn't have men trying to go out for dates with me. I didn't have men who had an interest in me. You know, the same thing with like, you know, the, the hooking up. Like, yes, the New York City got lucky of being like, oh, no one on Grindr scruff to talk to me, but at least I came today at two o'clock in the sauna steam room. But even then I was talking, I was thinking about a story today of when I, I remember there, I've had many times where I'm not sure if they, I wasn't attractive enough or if they thought I was straight, but there'd be times I would literally be grabbing my dick like it was about, I was trying to rip it off. And these men with blazing boners would not play. I remember, cause I'm that crazy. There was one time I flipped out. So I'm like, what the fuck? Am I that ugly? You can't even suck dick in front of me. I'm like, clearly that was not, that was a mood killer, so it kind of ruined the room. But, <laughs> yeah, like, but I was going back and forth, and I'm like, bro, I don't even care if I'm not your type. Because I was making it bluntly obvious that I was a homosexual, and I'm not a straight man, because, you know, we're not talking, so they can't hear my faggot voice. But I was like, I was like r- ripping my dick. I'm like, God damn it, am I that fucking ugly? You can't even suck dick in front of me? Jesus fucking Christ. And there was another gut fat guy in there. I'm like, what the fuck? Well, don't forget, it could be, I've seen it happen where people are either scorned by somebody they weren't attracted to who made a move for them even though they weren't into them. So a lot of guys will wait till someone leaves because some people can't take no for an answer. So that's why I was like, I kind of understand in some aspects their side of the story because I've been in that room where I literally had to take somebody's hand off me because they couldn't take a hint. And then I had, I would not, and I... I have as well. So... I'm, trying to do, I, I'm not trying to do a story. I'm not saying this to be like, oh, poor Brian, uh, underscore thick bear, follow me again. But I'm saying this <laughs> because the thing is, we, we don't talk about how there are so many gay men who have this story, but we never talk about it because they're embarrassed. We're clearly have no shame or humility at all. But the thing is, and I and Rick, I agree with you. I have, one, I have had, especially being a thicker boy, basically any man who is overweight in any way, shape, or form, thinks because I'm a thick guy that I'm into them. And I always say this too, like, you, they... swear you, can't get, you can't get mad just because, you know, we're all tight. But baby, like, you know, I'm not, Entitlement. I'm not saying I'm prettier than you, but just because you're overweight and I'm thick and I or overweight to you doesn't mean I want to put, so I've had many times I've had to literally come in the shower because I've had men who have not, 
because I'm, I'm a big jerker. We're talking sports. I'm a big exhibitionist. I just like to jerk. I've had guys who literally have, like, every time I, I, my towel was open, they're trying to blow me. And I've, and I've done this in the sauna scene. Buddy, this is the third time I'm telling you I just like to jerk off. Because I actually do. I love jerking off. I, I, sometimes I'm not trying to suck a dick, get sucked. I literally just love that camaraderie of being in a room with 10 other men just jerking and watching. And I've had times where I've had to wrap up my towel because the guy is like, you know, because again, my, my, the majority of men who hit on me are very morbidly overweight or very old or, again, just not my type. Uh, and I've had to be like, sir, please stop trying to suck my dick. I just want to jerk off. But, again, this is my thing, too. I'm more open. I'll say it. I'm not going to be a nasty guy. The thing is, and I've had men like this who have looked at me and finally, it's not an embarrassed or being mean, but I'm like, you, I'm not saying don't look at me. I just don't want you to blow me. I just want to jerk off. But that's what I'm trying to say is that people don't realize that sadness. You know, or, or no, we need to no, talk about the, it's the privilege and entitlement. That's, that's, that's things like I, I remember I told a story a long time ago. I'm not sure you remember it. There was one I used to go to a jerk off party. It was called New York Jacks. I'm not sure. Yes, if it was bar we talked. We talked. The week. Yes, I remember you. Yeah, it was like I, Monday I, I nights or something like that. Because I got paddles. Again, these. This is just a jerk off party. You're only allowed to jerk. Nothing. No sucking. No fucking. And I remember these men again. So I, I always I like to be humbled about because people think that I. People on Facebook, Instagram, people think that I think I'm the most beautiful man in the world and I get dick nonstop. That's why a lot of our listeners have, I actually have guys who follow me from our listeners to OnlyFans who tell me about late night cruising and why they follow me because they love it that I still do this. And they're like, like, even though you're so sad inside, bro, I'm like, thank you, I say. But anyway, <laughs> the thing with these men was, you know, people think that I'm one of the beautiful people. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Because, oh, even my clients, my clients are always like, Really? You don't have a boyfriend? You don't have guys? I'm like, uh, the only dick I get is my clients. But anyway, these beautiful men were all there, and they literally were in a circle. They wouldn't let anyone in. And I got furious because I said, I'm like, even though I was one of the men not being allowed in, I was like, I'm not trying to be a bitter Betty singing the blues. The whole point of this party is for us to be just jerking off. No one's trying to touch your dicks. We're all jerking. You're that privileged that you won't even let us look. At your dick, and they were. They were beautiful, muscle-ripped men, big cocks, and we were like, "You won't even let us look at you." And a theory, you know, even like you know, with that whole slut shaming again. Why I'm so praying, agreeing with you that I hope, you know, cruising really is going to come back. I remember the dick docs. This is another story I've told before. Because these two men, I actually knew them, and I thought they were both beautiful. And they liked me as friends. I was down the dick docs. There was about 200 men there. It was a very busy time during Bear Week, and it disgusted me. To see groups of beautiful men walking through just to make a mockery of their own people and point at them and gawk like zoo animals. And my two friends, two not friends, they were my friends' friends. I told them the next day that their face had disgusted me. They're walking through, being over dramatic, holding each other's hands. Oh my God, stay close. Oh my God. Come underneath. So you're bluntly here to make a mockery of these 200 men. Beautiful men. Who forced you? Who, who 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 forced you come down there? Nobody. Exactly. But you want attention. I'm telling you, it also comes down to attention. And There's, yep, their attention, the slut shaming, the we're too good for this. Then they're beautiful, just walking through like 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 they're gonna fucking catch like goddamn the ugly disease. And like they go get attacked. But also to give just I, I we always forget to do this the background. Our listeners who don't know what uh, the Dick Doc is, it's basically any all week long in Pete Town, which is a gay uh, vacation spot. 
there's the dick dock where every night hundreds of men go underneath the plate. It's not just ugly men or desperate men. When I say ugly, we're all beautiful. I mean, the cliche, like, you know, not tens. It's like, like every time, basically every week is a different theme. There's porn stars there. It doesn't matter if it's fair week to like circuit week to, there's always like arraignments of, you know, men of all different shapes, sizes. So the thing is this group of 200 men, there were, I, I remember this one night, there, I remember there were these humongous, big, hairy, they weren't bears. They were just porn stars. I've seen them in porn. I'm not going to shout out their names because I, I knew a few of the names, but I don't want to say them. They, they were, the, so it wasn't like it was like, you know, you were fucking, but like it was the disgust of watching these groups of men who were bluntly there just to make a mockery and joke. But the thing is, this is what kills me. The two men out of these groups, some of these men I saw on other nights. It's like, you know, I'm going to give a state, I shout out to Hanks, the only gay bar in Orlando I love. Hanks is the cock of Orlando, and the bartender Stanley, I give him a shout out to because I love him to death. He made a statement the other day, which I, a statement like I, would, I said about the cock many times. He goes, people will say nasty things about this place. People will say this place is disgusting. People will say they've never been here. Every gay man in this town has walked through those doors. And I used to say that about the cock. Oh, the cock, that nasty place? I saw you there last Tuesday, bitch. Shut your fucking mouth. Because I used to have men who would, like, oh, like, I, I had this a lot. I always tell the story. I used to always like, see regulars of mine who were my best friends. I would see them at the Ritz or like normal gay bars. Hey, how are you doing? Like, oh, I'm sorry. Have I, uh, did I meet you at the gym? And, I, and again, not like slut shaming because they knew who I was, but they would literally make up any excuse. They'd be like, Brian, don't stop. I don't want my friends to know when I go to the cock. And I would be, I would be daft. So I'd be like, bitch, you come to the cock every fucking Tuesday. <laughs> the same thing. It's the same thing with Hanks, same thing with the dick docs. These men in front of their other friends are like, oh, yeah, let's go look at all those dirty, disgusting slots. Oh, my God, yes. And they're walking. And you have the audacity that I blew you. Because one of the men I blew, I blew you last night. You sick fuck here in these dick docs. And now you're walking through like you're better than us. But the thing is, all these stories, it used to not be like this. And this is why I love that you got me on these documentaries of the good old days, because these are the men who say exactly what we say. And the gay men and a lot of our listeners don't realize there are so many, because again, girl, a lot of our listeners are not under 36. You know, they're not 21. It's so sad that these days are gone, but also the thing is these days are gone because the men our age, I'm not, I'm one of them. Bitch, I'm not going out. Well, also it's a pandemic. That's why I'm not going outside. But the thing is, it's true. It's like, we need to take a stand and start going back out to our cruising spots and gay bars to the point of showing, bringing back our community. So it doesn't matter if you're a husband or not, or if you're not looking for sex. Like I said, like, you know, and I, I, a lot of the documentaries mentioned this too. There were so many men, I remember that the, they said this about the, I think it was the peers. There were so many men who wouldn't even sometimes go in the peers to have sex. They were just there like it was a gay bar almost, even though there was no alcohol. Because it's, day, it's in the afternoon. It's just somewhere to be, it's, somewhere to go. There's 200 gay men here. Let's, we're just here to fucking hang out. And like, that and that, that speaks to the how, you know, I talk about Sheets Metal, how, and you know, every second Sunday or something, they have a meetup at, at Sheets Metal in the Central Park just to be outdoors with gay men in the afternoon. Yeah. And... I have to show, I'm gonna, that's gonna be my homework assignment with uh, this week. And my I'm gonna... I, baby, so I'm a busy, but I, my goal is to try to find some of the social gay groups in Orlando. As much as I trash talk Gay Orlando slash Gay USA. I'm trying hard. Are you going on? Are you going here. on Squirt.org? Um, you know what? Don't I go. Don't go on. Squirt. Don't go on your phone. Go on your laptop or your desktop, and you can see all the gay spots. You know what? If any of the listeners of Squirt 
uh, the, the people who work for sport, I have given up. I have tried. Sport will not let me back in. I have tried to change my email. I have tried to change my password. I have tried to change my username. Squirt will just not let. Uh, so I, I have to literally spend the hours of time to make a new email and make a new Squirt account because it will just not let me on for Squirt. And I'm like, Jesus goddamn Christ. But also, like I said, I, it's hard because, you know, as we talk about, we all know my life because I talk about it on here as well. It's, a, it's hours of work just constantly to maintain, promoting your OnlyFans, editing videos, doing it. Like this, I have literally 17 retweet requests, right? Like, girl, the last thing I have time to do right now is spend hours to go on Squirt or think because it's harder or even to go on these websites. So well, it was for the, it was, that was for the listeners, Mrs. Rosselli, but. Because, <laughs> no, 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 like, no, they, no. a lot of people don't know that. Like, because if you do Squirt on your app, on your app, it only does locally. But if you go on a desktop, you can see you can just cruise. You can just look through any city, any country, and check out Squirt and see what's but cruising spots. That's why I was bringing it up because clearly Squirt is not a user-friendly website. I have spent hours trying to get my old Squirt routine back, and also when I had Squirt last, it was it's not very user-friendly. Maybe on the computer. So for our listeners who have hours of time or have never tried Squirt and got. Write down that fucking password. Write down that <laughs> username. Never lose it. Because the big website Squirt has never fucking they, they never send me anything. Yeah, they won't yeah, they, they won't Squirt. they won't let me change my I I yeah. I, I just realized that they won't let you change your handle. Oh my you, god, so it's like you know, but but if you haven't tried Squirt, go dive in because apparently I do hear, like you said, I heard Squirt is pretty good with giving some mediocre when I say mediocre I mean like cruising spots but again for our listeners the majority of our listeners are not from new york city or you know they're from all over the thing with squirt though to beware of and we talked about this once before is you have to really be careful because a lot of these cruising sites are not really cruising sites yeah yeah the 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 legality and the the threat of being arrested is yeah they're two the threat of being arrested because one of the sites was one of the cruising spots was near Play Linda Beach for our listeners who live in Florida go to Play Linda. There's a little park, like a, a nature hike <coughs> for Play Linda that's supposed to be cruisy. I have tried this fucking park like goddamn six times now. Every time I go, I see teenage girls, I see children, I see men and women, I see couples. Right, is this, is this at night, night or during the day? During the day, because you know, the park's only open during the day. Gotcha, like, gotcha. This is too dangerous. But also the point of this the point about living in gay USA, the difference, like we talked about with straight gay men, uh, when I say, excuse me, straight men in gay atmospheres. In New York, if a, if a straight couple, I'm going to use my parents, my mother and father from New York their whole lives, if my father and mother walked through the rambles in Central Park on accident, my father would be like, hon, I keep on seeing men by themselves. I think we're in a, and my, they're not gay cultured. This is just, you know, New York City. I think we're in a gay spot like shit, you know, and not here in Florida. You see these, I guess all these, these guys by themselves love nature. They have, they're completely oblivious <laughs> to what's going on. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I'm saying be careful with squirt because it's dangerous. Cause if you don't live in a gay, gay, gay city where there are people who understand for the most part, it's like, it's very dangerous to, to that. Aspect Unless that's your thing. Life. Cause some people like you a know, little danger. They, 
Um, there's a big difference between a, a you know a voyeur, uh, uh, not a straight man or woman. Or there's one there's an airport park where there's a lot of crews, and I met a guy there, and he told me that even there they go in the woods, but half the time they're sucking dick, and there's literally a woman, man, and their children. To me, I'm sorry. That is the biggest, 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 biggest boner kill. If I ever was literally erect and I could see through goddamn woods and see children. I, I, to me, that's a big turnoff. So beware of the cruising spots. And be, you gotta, again, you have to take the time to go plot them out a few times before you can go. All right, Brian. We, we went over our hour. Um, thank well, you again, listeners. Um, I want, like, we're going to be, like, now that we got our setup here, our concept, we're going to be bringing up hosts and guests. Um, we're going to be hosting guests in the coming months. Um, we, we done, this is like episode 10 of this season. So I know Mr. Russell is going to need a break soon. So, um, I remember tell our listeners, if you have comments, you have things you want us to talk about, you have questions, we go right late night cruising. Give us all late night cruising spots on Twitter, Instagram. That way we can bring them up. Don't message necessarily Rick or me, uh, message us on late night cruising. We would love to have topics to talk about of, questions that you have or you know topics that you want to talk about or tell us about your cruising spots that you found in places that are gay usa like you know tell us about your cruising spot you found in you know missouri or in uh you know i don't know where, wherever you are in the country oregon you found a good, <laughs> oregon you found a good oregon spot. Tell us about it. we want to shout it out so hopefully your local hopeful glory hole has maybe 20 men instead of five next wednesday yeah all right, that's our show. We'll talk to you later. Bye. All right.